The odd venture into the cloud contains the following. Blood, bugs, explicit language, guns, violent and traumatic situations, and implied suicide. Listener discretion is advised. In winter, the Imago bury themselves underground, doing God knows what. In spring, devoted monks and villagers hang corpses out to dry in huge burial grounds, as an offering of peace to the giant cicadas. In summer, the Imago rise in great numbers to feed on the bones of the dead. Dreams and nightmares stumble into daylight like unwelcome relatives at supper time. A scant few hundred Imago are usually spotted each summer, but every hundred years, the century brood appears. Thousands upon thousands of Imago claw their way from deep within the soil and reduce what little civilization still stands to rubble in their wake. In the second year of the 108th Empress, a fleet of cloudling thopters descend through the clouds. The lordlings from Chandelier cities come to the lowland wastes, grinning, set on glory, greed, and recapturing their empress. History naggingly reminds them, this is not the first cloudling expedition into the lowland wastes for imperial ambitions. Twenty-eight previous endeavors to the lowland conquest have been attempted by six emperors. What were the results? With each foothold they captured, the Imago beat them back. Farmerlings in the lowland wastes watch from the doors of their village shelters at the descending thopters. They remind their kin, in times of conflict and cicadas, stay light, stay moving, and stay small. By chance, fate, or great powers unknown, the century brood emerges seven years early. Tens of thousands of Imago blanket the sky. They harbor a ravenous hunger for the chalk in human bones and ancient technology. With chitin armor and psychic powers, they bear down on the cloudling war machines of the 29th expedition as farmerlings pray. This is the year of your journey, the summer of the century brood, the summer of the missing empress. Welcome to the hereafter. We are thousands of years past humanity's prime. Things didn't go well. Things did not go well. We really have deteriorated as a civilization. And in the rise, in the wake of humanity's uh, decline, giant cicadas have taken over. I don't know if there's a better like indicator of, oopsie, we did a fucky wucky, (laughs) than giant cicadas taking control. Suddenly screaming. Insects had more control than us. I am so we grateful did. that we have the opportunity to play in this system and in this world. Uh, specifically made for Mothership, that is the system that we're going to be playing in. So if, you, if you're if used to D&D, get out of here. Get your Ds out of here. Well, no, keep them. Keep the keep the D10s. Keep the D10s and the D100s. You're going to want those. Get some of your Ds out of here. <laughs> Leave the correct Ds. Leave the correct, the correct amount, please. Get the rest of them out of here. <laughs>
but we live in a wasteland. The three of you are uh, currently independently of each other. Independently of each other? One of the biggest things to understand about uh, Earth right now is that there is officially a separation between the 99% and the 1% that were able to go to space. There are, upon the ground, within what is called the lowland wastes are farmerlings. Uh, most of the common people live in this space and have the biggest concern of Imago. Uh, the reason why these people are up in the clouds is because there's giant bugs everywhere. So of course, humanity doing what it does decided that we're going to create some space and create some distance for those that can and the rest will just have to deal with it. We're not Can gonna we pull have... our resources, solve the problem, perhaps make things good for everyone. Or run away. No. All All we 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 get out of here, pores. What if we just lived in the clouds? You know, that'll solve it. Then we can't see it. Just ignore oh, the problem. Uh, so I saw a big cicada. Uh, so I moved. Um, move to the clouds. If that's not the, I saw a spider and burned it down. <laughs> My ass is in ashes now. I saw a giant uh, fucking bug and it had a guy's face on it. I'm out of here. No. That is, I gotta tell you, any size bug with a man face, though, I'm fucking off. I doesn't, size at that point is less of a factor than you would think. I don't, I'll take, I'll take a little one as an omen. You know, if I see a spider and I'm like, oh, look, a spider, and he turns around and there's just a human face on his it's ass. Drew I'm gonna be like, You're an omen. Okay, You're but a, I do have to. I'm gonna respect you. Like, <laughs> depending on the tidings that the face ass spider brings, I may I'm not asking may have a different reaction. If You're it right. brings you a I'm gift. not I'm not talking to it because if it looks at me or tries to give me anything, hell no. If I just see it, I'm gonna Aww. be like, respect young man later. But if he's like, hey, let's talk about it, I'm gonna be like, let's not fucking talk about it, you piece of shit. That's crazy. Hey kid, wanna know your destiny? Sure don't. <laughs> hey, sure don't. I can tell you how you die. I don't care. It's Danny DeVito on an ant's thorax. Dude. <laughs> just or thinking of different, different guys' face that I can put on different Dude. bugs. So if it was on an ant, I feel like it'd be a gym bro. Like, he'd, he'd look at me and I'd be like, I don't want to talk to that face. And the face would be Stop like, you know That's John Cena. Body. You're absolutely correct. Do you want to get checked? You're 100%. I'm in, I, I'm in the wrong. Also, shout out to, I don't, did we drop the author? What? Thank you, Watt, for writing this and creating this world. Super genuinely excited. Bless you. Please, like, we're going to do our thing, and there's absolutely no disrespect meant to your sincerely incredible uh, world building in the materials if we end up doing some goofy shit. No disrespect meant. I love your system, love your book, but we are love who we you. are. No, just love you in general, you know, yeah. just big fans. I just, for me, I needed to get that out there. Yeah next order of business so the three of you currently are lucky enough to not be on the the ground within the smog just below the spread no you are currently in the wide open above the spread we're in the wide open yes yeah uh you are currently in a uh port area of the wide open not quite a city 
it functions mostly as a bus stop, a place for different ships to stop, take restock, and pick up passengers that have been able to make their way. You've all decided tentatively to uh, take passage on the Bean Barge, and you can tell that the once marvelous Bean Barge has grown quite long in the tooth. The obvious coats of paint covering patches of rust ranging from the size of your palm to a pretty big watermelon. The scraping sound of loose metal bolts praying to keep the floor grates together. An ever-present and persistent dripping, even in the open air top deck. If there was another affordable vessel into the city proper, you would have taken it. But captains have become more reluctant to travel through the clouds of smog that separate the wastelands from the cloud cities. There are rumors going around that as the 29th expedition to go reclaim the uh, missing empress, that it may have awakened something early. As you each step aboard, the wooden planks bending ever so slightly under your weight, I'm gonna have you all introduce yourselves. Let's start with uh, Sunshine. You'd probably be the most prompt. If you could describe yourself as well as consider and share what you traded or sacrificed of something of like moderate value uh, to make passage on the ship. I'll let it be something that's uh, just off the cuff since you don't have it anyway. Uh, you don't have to take something from your current inventory. Cool, got it. All right, so I suppose did we clarify? Are we, side note, are we all playing human aside from um, our lovely woodchuck? Yeah, I, I believe bo both you and Dallas are uh, okay. human characters. I'm, okay. playing a, I'm playing a woodchuck. You're what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Um, I guess we didn't really, as far as like clothing goes, would That's this be, okay. I know I'm asking so much. I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking so, sorry. so very much for it for an improv dice show. You know what? I you know what? Quite you. It's fine. Quite you. Um. Put me in my place. All right. So, um, a figure that's been um low hold hood has been waiting near the ramp for the bean barge for probably the past hour or so, um, arriving promptly after currying the last medicine vials to utilize as both where they needed to go and as passage for getting onto the ship. They are commonly referred to as sunshine, never staying in a place long enough for people to learn their name. Um, so they are often referred to as Sunshine because of their lovely personality. So as soon as the bean barge pulled up, I would be shuffling onto the deck, looking it over, going, there's a couple more paints, you know, chips and spots that's worse than the last time I was here. But you know what? This yeah, is fine. You, you, uh, being a courier and a damn good one at that, cloudlings who do not like to even consider leaving their precious cities let alone going through the smog and and the all of the smoke in the clouds just not na nasty business don't care for it uh they pay quite handsomely to uh make the trip so i'd say you've been on the bean barge quite a few times Lost um, count. Yeah. But yeah, I I mean, working with the, you know, 
traveling here frequently, I'm I'm known by the the yellow cloak that I've got, like the old faded yellow cloak, which not only in in combination with the personality gave me the nickname of Sunshine. Don't really ever interact on a name basis because you know I'm there to do a job, and it's not often that I will meet these people. Even though I'm well known in what I do, it's it's not often I meet the same person twice. So it's a someone hands your name off and says, go ahead, you use use them. They're good at, they're good at what they do, all right? I'll shuffle onto the deck, shuffle into wherever in the uh, next on the railing that is out of the way, as far out of the way as I can get, and then I'll hunker down to stare out, ready to leave. As you set yourself up, you do see, preparing the, the ship and, and getting ready for the rest of the passengers, you see a young gentleman with black hair, mostly in a bowl cut, but a... a bowl cut that's grown out so so it's a little bit more uh, of an oval and it sort of like frames his face and uh he's wearing an apron and he covered in dust running rummaging about um you know this as uh the first mate onion and he he doesn't quite know to give you the clearing quite yet uh he still gi- gives you a little bit of a small talk when, when he's coming by and he oh oh excuse me sunshine excuse me and he bustles around you how about gallus let's introduce nimbus Sure. Uh, so Nimbus Octavius Body, which is the name that he chose for himself, has spent the last... Well, do we want to do backstory or do we want to do just what he looks like and what he's bringing to the table right now? I'm currently leaving that up to you. Uh, however much cool. backstory you want to allow to be revealed through the course of story. Got it. Uh, so uh, Nimbus Octavius Body is the man's name. He's... Paul is in pretty good shape, handsome. Um, he's got, at this point, really close cropped blonde hair um, and really like almost just a five o'clock shadow, blonde facial hair, striking green eyes. And he's, as much as he looks pretty good, he's wearing just like potato sack clothing. Not visually impressive, not very well put upon. Long sleeves down to the wrist high collar so that you can't see his neck, sock shoes. So really the only exposed skin is just his face. And he's carrying around a very large sack, which seems to have what you could probably safely assume is everything the man owns in the world, just crammed into this bag. Um, it's about the size of, I would say, like large child, small teenager. It's big, it's big bag. Yeah. It's made out of this fleshy material. Um, is it like sure. leather? No. See, because leather is more dried out and durable, and this is still kind of almost gummy. Wet. Yeah. Dear, not not wet, wet not wet, but it's like. A wet bag. It's a wet bag. He has a wet bag. Hey, hey, bro, why is your bag so fleshy? It's just fleshy. It's not wet, but it's it's definitely not fully cured and dried out. Which is good because it seems to be like stretched to its expanding point. You you, um, you, you use like- the freshness to add more things in the bag. You're a fucking menace. You're a goddamn fucking menace. I, I don't believe it's the first uh, of the counter, but I've already seen at least one of Trinity's uh, counter. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's no, a fair counter. I don't like it. The nice thing is there's no odor. Which oh, is right. really kind of remarkable. No, because no. like, you look at him and you're like, that dude has to stink like shit. 
No. Dude, no. Are you sure it's not your perception? Because if you're if you're holding no 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 no, no. no. that is the, that is the remarkable thing. He's not the... nose blind. No scent. <sighs> just no scent. It's not like no a scent. pleasant scent. No scent. I don't nothing. know why I'm making a note for that. And to get passage on he is sense traded because this is uh, we're already in the wide open getting on the bean barge right correct okay so to get to the wide open from the ground lever layer sorry level lever i'm probably gonna do that more than one time <laughs> um to get up from the ground passage just into the wide open um he had traded extensive knowledge of a certain area of the ground like he knew what animals were breeding where they were breeding um any potential threats any potential harvests all of that knowledge of that area he had written down and transferred over to get out and then to get passage onto the bee barge he has traded his stone knife which you can put two and two together, realize that he just cut his hair and beard with that same stone knife, and now he's given it away. But he hoists the giant bag into his arms, and he's not like, it doesn't have good straps, so it's not refined or dignified in any way. He's just kind of like hugging it like a body pillow and proceeding to walk onto the bean barge and kind of like plopping it down next to him on whatever seating slash bench arrangement he can find and then he pulls out a small book from his waist and you can see also on his waist are a few other pouches i hate the question i'm going to ask next i also have a question please please go right ahead what does the bag sound like oh thank you that was my <laughs> question oh, oh fucking yes i knew i'd regret it too so yes Okay, so so no, so this is if you if you've ever it's such like, an important bought question. grapes, right? Like you bought grapes, and then you say to yourself, "I am going to wash these grapes and store them properly and eat them in a timely manner," and then forgot to do that, and then you took the grapes past their prime and proceeded to like try to wash them, and there's just like a kind of an unsettling, like sad rustling noise where your hands are like trying to get the grapes and find the good ones and the sad ones are still there and like some of them are falling off the vine and there's water pouring on top of it and it's very wet and sad i would say it sounds very like unsettled like very swooshy it's sad but it's a sad noise some part of your subconscious after hearing this identifies it as sad you don't like it. <laughs> i was so crazy. sad i became a scarecrow i i would have accepted Ugh. if we were like what does it sound like if you were like oh when i set down the bag uh wet and sad i would have no. taken that no 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 this i needed to paint a picture that is the bare minimum you need to understand you need to understand that is the bare but minimum of what i am asking crazy. of you Okay, good. Because that's what I'm throwing out there. I need you to understand that this is a man that without the bag would be perfectly normal, would be somebody that you would love to strike up a conversation with. Nice guy, looks a little poor, reading a book, but he's got the bag. And the bag is not good. But it doesn't stink. <laughs> that's the one green flag. I don't know if that's a green flag. <gasps> if anything, it's more of okay. a red flag. If I walked over to a bag that I knew would stink and it stank, I'd be like, oh, I knew it. But if I <sighs> go over to a bag that could or could not be moving at this point and smell it and it doesn't smell at all, I'd be like, oh, they're just a really good cereal. Great job. Look, I can't <laughs> tell you whether or not the bag is moving. That's the bag's business. Mm. That's mm. extremely fair. You plop the bag down. It <laughs> makes that noise. That's uh, not fair at all. 
<laughs> you packed the bag. What do you mean? No, 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 no. I'm, I, listen, I'm not going to say that there's a lot of things that I will defend Dallas on during the course the of this bag? program. Because mostly know. because I believe that he should have to answer for his own crimes. <laughs> I believe you should have to answer for your own crimes and your own lies. That's how. That's you. It's fair, it's fair stance. It's a fair stance. Much like this is the bags business. I agree. I agree. This is the bags business. <laughs> As you plop that down, you feel uh, this very. How tall are you? Uh, let's go. I think six three, six four. Okay. Not like playing in the NBA, but if you're in a, a room with the average folks, you would be noticed. Enough to make them mad and institute boy math. Yeah. Of yeah. course. And and just just for helpfulness for boy math, um, when it gets to it, Sunshine's five nine. Say. And always tells people if it ever comes up. Not that, you know, this would come not that the character would bring this up, but if it ever comes up, they're they're commonly five eleven. Do you okay, I have, I have a question. For the duration of this campaign, will you be uh referred to as Nimbus or Nimbus Octavius? Is it a is it a full joint name or are they two separate names? Let's go because of the character and what he's trying to accomplish. Let's go to Nimbus Octavius. He, he appreciates the, the double tap. And upon you plopping this down, I would, as soon as I make eye contact with you, give you give you a nod, a grunt, and throw you a piece of jerky that I have pulled out of my bag to consume my lunch, knowing that you would have arrived and not prepared yours. What are you talking about? I guess. It takes you one look at that bag. He goes, that ain't a jerky bag. You don't, you don't know what's in that bag. Could have so much jerky. That, that bag be, is too wet to store <laughs> dry meat. The meat could be dry. You don't Sunshine. know what's in the bag. Sunshine says, I don't need this day to get worse. I can't see him eat anything out of that bag. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, doctor, please, please, please. Oh. Introduce yourself. Me, I'm just a little guy. Um, uh, <laughs> oh my god! I, uh, it's Woody. Woody C. Uh, Marmota. The I am a doctor, so Doctor Woody works. Please, Doctor Marmota was my father. To get on, uh, I think I'd probably like trade a saber from uh, one of my duels because that loser's not going to use it anymore. Then yeah, I have like a really like you know those little uh, string bag backpacks. I got mm -hmm. one of those. Uh, made out of dried leather, like real, the real stuff, <laughs> fully made stuff, cured, if you will. <laughs> Genuine. <laughs> Genuine. Me, I know you guys are a little short, but I come out uh, a little under three feet, I would say. That's pretty big for a Mormon. You're so I small. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> Wait, what's your question? I'm the size of Dallas's bag. <laughs> yep, there it the is. The bag is bigger. Three foot. <laughs> Hey, the bag hey. is bigger. Not by a look, lot, but the bag is look, bigger. Look, you calm down. You're about to get challenged to a duel. You call your bag bigger. <laughs> and get the same amount of organs. <laughs> we see you walk in and look at the bag and size it up. And I just shake you, my, you, I I mean, shake you my head. You threw jerky and I looked and saw that there was an animal that I probably would have hunted a couple days ago. And then don't, I just kind of eat the jerky. Well, and then you, you notice he I has like glasses and a doctorate. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not going to like, I 
whoever is beaver that is, in. let him hunt it. Like, fine, that's cool. I assume so, somebody already I, by rights is hunting that beaver. I'm just gonna eat this jerky and mind my own. When, no, when I walk in, I see the bag and I puff up my chest to make myself look a little bigger. Yeah, you do the gopher thing and yell at it. And I, I see you looking at me, debating like, what the fuck is that? And I hold hard eye contact with me hard eye contact with you as i as i walk walk along and then sit down and just start fiddling with my belongings your bag challenged me sir control your bag <laughs> but you please handle your luggage handle your fucking luggage before i do <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna not aggressively engage with the eye contact, but I'm not gonna break eye contact. So, like, if we're just staring at each other while I eat jerky, that's cool. Well, well no, I walked, like, off. Okay. I didn't, like, sit across from you and keep hard staring, but I hard uh, stared until, like, I would have had to move my head to keep hard staring, and I, like, wouldn't do that. I oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you power by moving to keep looking at you. Hell, you know? Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> a strong, independent fucking doctor. I don't need <laughs> that. When you, when you go to where you're going outside of my eyeline, I'm just gonna look back at Sunshine and say, that's pretty good jerky. Was that a beaver? <laughs> The top of the the top of the ship does have two very large built into the ship, so they rise out of the top deck. These fifteen foot tall storage containers, but you the the rest of you do see uh, aboard the top deck. There's a uh, elderly woman with long silver hair. And you can tell that she is one of the children of the brood, the group of farmerlings that dedicate their life to appeasing the Imago in a way. And since in general, they help facilitate the uh, movement on of bodies after they've hit their expiration date so that they can then be uh, utilized as an offering for the Imago. And it keeps the parts of lowland waste society moving. They, they're sort of accepted. Um, Man, you you wish that they didn't make their own masks out of wood, and that was then their face. You you see, this woman has chosen uh, a fairly thick piece of willow that is curled in and carved with a half circle moon with its and. She she wanders uh, about and she she looks at all of you and you can hear her. Uh, humans can't make the same noise as as a cicada. So hearing the uh, as she makes her way around and about the deck of the ship, it's it's unnerving to say the least. And I'm saying that to all of you. Look at you. Some of you are downright creepy. Um, and you uh, see sort of tucked uh, closer to the front of the ship near the, the bridge, a very large uh, stocky gentleman with a Sherpa fur mantle over his shoulders. His knuckles and his fists are fucking huge and they're all wrapped up. You can see some metal lining his, his fingers. Um, and he has a similar wooden mask. Um, so you then also lend assumption to this is another of the children of the brood perhaps a, a younger brood brother. He, however, is is minding his business and staying right where he is. Um, the peculiar hissing and ticking uh, continues until Captain Polk stepped, steps forward and uh, they're stationed in between the, the stairs and that first storage container. They clear their throat and welcome you. Their shoulders broad and proud. 
looking over you and the rest of the passengers trying to instill confidence in the bean barge, which is sorry looking to say the least, as well as their own nautical abilities. Sunshine, you've been on the bean barge several times and through several different captains. Captain Polk is the most recent in, I'm not going to say a long line. It's it's getting up there though. And it, it sort of also shows the age of the bean barge that it's been continually uh, sold off and or passed down uh, through various captains. They're also uh, coming at this with a, a little bit of, I want to make my passengers feel safe. As they stretch out their hands and clear their throat, you hear it first. The clack of mechanical joints. You notice that Captain Poke has a set of beautiful, but absolutely terrifying brass claws in place of their hands. And they- Are these new? Uh, to your knowledge, Captain Poke has always had them. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Clear their throat. And, Many thanks to you, travelers, for selecting the Hardy Bean Barge. You'll find no fitter ship in the city or captain. And uh, they give a hearty pat pat to a nearby piece of metal on the ship. And somewhere else within the ship, a large crash is heard. And you can assume that a, a sizable hunk of metal falls off of something somewhere. Captain Poke is silent for a moment, frozen in, in their position of having just tapped the ship and then laughs. <laughs> I've been meaning to fix that. Bean, meaning to fix that. Okay. Uh, I don't, jot that, jot that down for me. Uh, and the first mate, gentleman with dark hair, sort of bounces around a little bit, a little bit like a pony on sort of the balls of his feet, gives a, yes, Captain. And Captain Pope starts and turns and, yes, of, of course. Uh, this is my first mate, Onyong. If there's anything you need while aboard the ship, he's your first stop. Say hello, Onyong. The young man pockets his notepad and he turns very proudly to all of you. He straightens his apron and he says, hello, Onyong. Hello, it's Sarah, it's me, the warden. You know me from earlier with the bugs and the narrating. I'm here to take a real break in tone and give your heart there a little rest to tell you about the game that we're playing in, Cloud Empress. If you're enjoying what we've made with it, I highly recommend checking out the system for yourself at cloudempress.com. Cloud Empress is an expansive Nausicaa-inspired fantasy campaign setting for the Mothership sci-fi horror RPG. Cloud Empress places you in a world ruled by the patterns of giant magical cicadas. That's right, giant icky bugs. That's horrifying indeed. Cloud Empress creates a new earth, thousands of years in the future, inspired by Hayao Miyazaki's Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, Frank Herbert's Dune, and Hiromu Arakawa's Full Metal Alchemist. After raising nearly $100,000 on Kickstarter and is on sale in retail this winter, that's right. As you're listening to this, you can go to cloudempress.com. This Kickstarter release includes a free streamlined standalone rulebook that evolves the Mothership RPG into a magical science fantasy setting. An expansive hex crawl book creating a sandbox exploration and modular adventure in a world disrupted by war and giant cicadas called the Imago. It also includes five unique adventures from five different authors expanding in the world in a new individual way. 
It also includes innovative solo rules that replicate having an entire traveling party using minimal rules. So even if you don't have a full table to play the game with, you can still pick it up at cladepris.com. On a personal note, I have loved working on this game. I've been a game runner for eight years now. All I did was Dungeons and Dragons, which is why you'll notice we have some shifts to make when we're playing. But storytelling is what I loved most about RPGs in general. And Watt has got a great sense of balance of material to work with while giving you the reins as Warden to still tell your individual stories however you want to, or however your players end up making you. Chipmunks and magic tattooed men and all. We really appreciate you listening to this Cloud Empress actual play show. Share it with your friends. You can all talk about how great it would be to have a possibly sentient sack in your life, or about whether giant cicadas roaming the earth is the best case scenario for the end times. Hell, share it with an enemy because there's some ghastly stuff in here. Thanks again. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Woody laughs, but it's nice that he laughed. Woody laughs? Yeah, Woody laughs when he says hello, Onion, but then gets embarrassed that he laughed. (laughs) So say hello, Onion, and he repeats it. How how are you guys reacting to to this thus far? I mean, at this point, since, you know, I've interacted with him before, at this point, yeah, um, I've um, essentially stood up drop the hood um, to reveal a head of like really chopped, dirty, blonde hair that's just like been wind whipped all over the place as I'm like walking up and pretty much walking away from the spiel of like, I've heard this a million times. I'm going to go stand at the boat and like peek around at what is and is not new, is and is not broken. Yeah. Like Uh, essentially do a quick and like subtle, like as I'm walking inspection over the ship of like, all right, listen, what are we working with today? You're very familiar with the next thing that uh, Onion is about to do is he's going to come through and he's going to ask everyone for their weaponry uh, because it is against air traffic policy to have uh, open weapons within the the ship during travel. Which Captain Polk, uh, so Sunshine, do you have anything that you would have ready to turn over? Um, so You're a I would most of what you have is yeah. So I've got um, I've got a well I've got a rifle, but it's already been stored in like a small, essentially carryable like medicine freezer type thing. Um, And all of that stuff was already waiting on the deck to be loaded. And so it's already standard practice. It's in my thing. It's in my carry on. Yeah, it's in it's in your fantasy uh, Southwest Airlines clear plastic bag. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Captain Polk does announce to the rest of the uh, group that weapons are going to be collected and then put in the lower deck. So Dr. Woody and uh, Nimbus Octavius, do you guys have anything to hand over? Yeah. So as people were filing on, Nimbus was reading a book, kind of. Largely what he was doing was trying to look like he was reading a book while checking out everybody that was coming on board and trying to like mentally catalog, is there anybody here that looks really rich? And so he was doing that when the speech started, and then the ship had a loud bagging breaking noise, and suddenly the book was put away, the legs were uncrossed, And he's now very attentive looking around at the ship 
and not really giving a shit about who's on it so much as he's trying to make super duper sure that the second time he got on something that flies is not the last time he gets on something that flies. And he's kind of, when he's doing that, he's kind of like taken off guard by, do you have another bug? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm getting attacked. It's fine. The plague. So while he's like very much like paranoid and like looking around and suddenly very nervous, Anyan, who, what's Anyan's hairstyle? Uh, I think we all end's hairstyle. It's like a bowl cut that's like grown out. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. And there's not like a, like a, like a shoot up top, right? Correct. There's not. Okay. Cool. None. Right. Okay. Got it. None. Okay, but it but it's definitely like no. doesn't yeah. get layered. Doesn't have layers. Yeah, because like it, it's like it's like silky and thick, and it, it would be too heavy for for a little cowlick to to pop up. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So um Nimbus is having a hard time because there was a beaver that was staring him down, and everybody seems super cool with the ship falling to pieces and now there's an onion man asking to take his gun and he's having a tough time but he uh, does recognize that you're in somebody else's house you got to play by their rules and so uh he very quickly does something to the sack and the sack opens and he pulls out his rifle and then he does something to the sack and the sack closes and he has a moment where he's looking at the rifle and he looks at the onion man and he looks at the rifle and he looks at the onion man and he reluctantly hands it to him. Yeah, yes. The entire time you are contemplating, Onion is just standing there. And at first he he's very peppy and, and he's very excited to to be of service to a passenger. And then he realizes how long you're taking to think about it. And he gets a little bit more nervous and he gets a little bit more nervous. And he sort of looks to the other passengers and you can sort of see the gears in his head turning and thinking, I have to get other passengers and you all still have to greet the minor Lord. And I, and then you hand over his, your, your rifle to him. And he goes, Oh, thank God. The uh, old woman does not uh, have anything that she turns over. She has a walking stick that she keeps with her. The other gentleman also seems to have turned over what other, what other, whatever other weaponry he may have had. I can talk. Could I try to blend in with the luggage? So I'd like try to avoid him. If I can't, that's fine. But didn't I like want to duel somebody on the ship? That was part of the motivation. That and yes. Since I, uh, so I want to duel somebody on the ship. If I could avoid Onion, I will try. Well, as the first mate, Onion is aware of every passenger that is on the ship because that's part of his job. He uh, takes care of the manifesto, and he he oh, makes yeah. sure that everyone. I'm. What am I trying to find? I know what I'm trying to find. And if I can't avoid him, like a hundred percent, I just if, oh, if I I'm understand. going. The sack looks indignant. So here's the thing. Wait, me or your bag? <laughs> it's my uh, bag, and I'm going to call it the sack from now on. I said I was trying to look like luggage. So Why is the sack called. better than the bag? I like it better. It's got more hard consonants. It has sack vibes. It doesn't have bag vibes. It's got sack vibes. We all know it's got sack vibes. It's definitely got sack vibes. Yeah, I agree. But with the rifle out of it, it looks a little more hunched over. Like a furrowed brow. You don't have to talk about your droopy sack. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you're not, you specifically as uh, Dr. Woody will not be able to avoid Onion yourself because there are like five of you. Uh, Yeah. I will 
let you well i have a here's another tactic he will try to not give his sword as well so yeah. i might try that i tell it to me now he, please uh what he's gonna ask if medical tools count because he understands like scalpels can be dangerous and like certain uh things to use are gonna be dangerous so i like all the, the weapons in my bag are medical grade so i i don't want to necessarily make them unsanitary and then i'll show him my dog okay 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 <laughs> Dallas's reaction of like, what a piece of shit. <laughs> Don't pause it there. Uh, look, ah, Woody's just true. trying a different. Okay, if I had a gun, I couldn't be like, oh, this gun—it's for surgery. This is my <laughs> surgery gun. <laughs> That's what this does. With a with a like saber, I'm already dragging the hell out of it. But like, I don't know, maybe I need to amputate a limb. You know, bone saw is ready. Yeah. yeah. Just give me three minutes. Three minutes with the bone saw. <laughs> oh, that's good soup. Good soup. It's just more soup. The trick is in the broth. It's all in the broth. Broth. Oh, we've come. We've come to the part of the game where I have to Google something because I don't know the answer to it. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be a problem. No, it's 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 quite literally that this is a new system that yeah. we are all pretty unfamiliar with, and yeah. I'm not totally sure what actions and what things you guys want to do fall into what skill set yeah mm. so Absolutely. i think i think i would rule this as a street savvy okay because you are you are trying to talk your way into something or talk my sword out of something you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> well, look, there's no a dick no 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 that. sorry there's a dick joke in there i'm just trying to concentrate <laughs> <laughs> yeah because this isn't this is certainly not etiquette yeah, let's call it, let's call it the street savvy. And this might this might be the beginning of persuasions or uh street savvy. Okay. For sure. So this is the first roll of the game. Holy shit. We not flipping through dozens of different sheets. <laughs> Sorry to start the shenanigans so early. <laughs> Oh, oh they yeah, were coming. As it the, like they didn't start already with your sack. How dare uh, you? With his sad wits. <laughs> dare you? It's more indignant than sad. I really gotta send that point home. Indi the sack Indi is dignified. The sack okay. wouldn't show sadness. But it, would, but it would show that it's upset okay, at the me. violation. Meet me in the middle. Indignant flesh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh my All right. gosh. Yeah. I mean, there was flesh involved. We're going to call this a stat check because this is risky. I am going to tell you this right now. To attempt to keep a dangerous weapon on you will be risky. So. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if he tells me no, it's not like I'm going to fight Onion. I'm just going to give him a tool. Correct. He's going to fight Onion. <laughs> just going to be sad about it. Dice that motherfucker up. I'll be, I'll be the new sad <laughs> Okay, so roll a D100. Okay. We're doing this backwards. I'm having you roll the dice before I tell you exactly what you're going to roll. And that's not because I'm going to try to fudge it for you. It's because I'm trying to figure out if this is a... I think this is a heart roll. A heart I'd say it's gutsy, yeah. Do I, yeah. do I add heart to it? So what you're trying to do with this roll is when you roll the D100, you're attempting to roll lower than your most relevant stat. So I rolled I rolled a five. And your heart is? 59. Yeah, that's that's lower. So, so okay. Yeah, ask, ask questions. This is the perfect time to ask questions. So clarification on how this works. So yes. our goal with a skills check is to roll the skill and be lower than whatever number is in our attribute. Yeah, correct. Whatever we want to call both, that. There will be both stat checks and save and checks. Skill checks. 
Oh, was you're good. The the and they saves, have to be lower than yes, they have to be lower than uh your uh, character sheet. I heard. I see. So how do skill checks work then? So, Sorry, so- since we're already talking the uh, yeah. nuts and bolts. No, ask your question first, and then I will answer Dallas. Oh, I I just so I did pass this role. Is that what correct? That means? Yes, you have passed. So- uh, I'll explain what that means in in just a second. Save checks are the same, except you're using reality, fear, and body. Those okay. are when you have to resist or endure something. So what we would call for like strength checks or constitution checks, if you have to sort of deal with something. Uh, the stat checks are when you want to do something that is risky to do. Okay, so, I, so it's going to be 51, I guess. Not just 5, 51. 51? Which is still past. Yeah. Yeah. Since it's 50. I just, I realized I only rolled one of the percentage dice and I needed to roll it one more time. So yeah, 51 is what I did. I got you. And then clarification. Yes. So our skills all fall under a cat- a stat category. Yes. And if we are proficient in those skills, i.e. we have selected those skills, we roll with advantage to still get Correct. lower than. Perfect. Perfect. So advantage in this New game, game is- mechanics. Advantage for this game is roll to take the lower. Yeah. Take the more beneficial one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. All right. So, uh, Woody, you explain to Ong Young that you don't really want to get your tools dirty. They're, they're, what? Sorry, Dallas is laughing at I just, me. I hate his name a lot. <laughs> I love his name. Oh, Father you, Leak. You could take, you could take it up with the complete department. I don't think I want to. Anyway, <laughs> you you explained to Onion that that these are these are medical grade tools. I really don't want to like cross contaminate. What if something happens and like I have to take care of something? And, and you you show him you're very valid as a woodchuck. Very valid. You worked for this doctorate, this medical yeah. doctorate. You yeah, are certified by some sort of organization within the wastelands <laughs> and the cloud. The I'm, well, the Lord Lakes. You know, I'm um, a little medical mechanic. Is Nimbus close enough to see and or hear this exchange? Probably, yeah. Okay. He's staring <laughs> with a knowing. He's, he's just got some things to process. <laughs> Not so many questions. The They're beaver not- is a doctor. I don't... The, be- the beaver is a con doctor? What is this? You know, at this point, he doesn't know you're conning him. He just knows you're a doc. The beaver's a doctor. I Okay. I would have turned you into a hat a week ago, but cool, man. Cool. Anyway, you would have tried, coward. <laughs> you you are allowed to to keep your your stuff. Uh, Onion just sort of looks at you and goes, "Yeah, that that makes sense." Okay. Uh, if if anyone has uh uh, he looks to Captain Pope. If anyone has an injury, not a boo boo injury. <laughs> so if someone has an injury, I can bring them to you. Uh, yeah. Woody would nod and say, "I I will help as much as I." Can. Okay. And he turns on his heel and he uh walks down the first set of stairs. If I see if I see uh, Nimbus looking at me as I stuff my sword back into my backpack, I throw him a little. <laughs> They just look away mad. <laughs> you know, like like as he looks away mad, the sack also just shifts its weight a little bit <laughs> away. Like fucking fucking bullshit. I'll get to keep my fucking surgery gun. What, what is Woody that? quietly makes a mental note that he might have to challenge your sack to a duel at some point and just walks away. <laughs> you all Not hear you. the loud metal clang of Captain Poe flapping their claws together. Many thanks to all of you travelers again. And per airship travel law, you will all need to go speak with Saipa, the, as uh, 
everyone, they look to Sunshine and realize you're the only repeat here. I have to explain myself. Uh, so according to Cloudling Airship Law, everyone needs to uh, go speak with the Lord on, on board in first class uh, and bid them a safe passage before we are allowed to leave. So uh, as soon as you're ready and uh, you hear footsteps coming back up and see uh, Yong. Whenever you're ready, Yong can uh, open up the doors and take you to first class. What's up, Sunshine? The sunshine is like all the way away and like just slowly moving backwards to the thing, to where to where they need to be. Wait. Woody will follow super proud of himself. Uh, so essentially, Sunshine has uh, has boarded the ship and, and made a full loop of the back of the ship and has now made their way to the front of the ship to be to Ready. be able to access first class and has solely done it in a manner of just like, oh, I'm you know I've heard all this before. Everything's fine. You're like taking a perimeter of the ship. It's not creepy at all. I love I love all these unsettling people. I know what you're talking about. Me and my sack are perfectly normal. Uh I'm you know what? This has all been worth it. I've got that on record. I've got <laughs> what you just said. I did not realize that we maybe should have. Uh, That's why I asked if you were sure. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> That's it's why fine. I asked. But no, you wanted to go with sack. Sack felt better for you. You didn't want to go with bag. <laughs> you I know, sometimes why. when we ask, are you sure? There are reasons for it. But all, all of you are, are ready to uh, greet the minor lord. Uh, yeah, I, I make sure I have no cowlicks anywhere on my body. <laughs> That's right. You do got to tend to your whole shit, don't you? I, yep. You turn I around say, and I'm to make sure I look good. You're short for a... a a woodchuck humanoid. Yeah, I'm not fully grown. I just, okay, I still have growing to do. Okay, I maybe I, I'm not at the same height as everybody else, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna be this way forever. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was that took me back to a conversation with a dude from college. <laughs> oh. like we were talking about height wise and male. male I was gonna say so we were I just talking about boy math. The hmm. least I can do is be uncomfortable with how short. I the least I oh can my do. gosh! Look, maybe by the okay. time the camp gets up, I'm gonna be three foot something. Maybe I don't know. Who's to say? Oh, I'm not the warden. Um. So <laughs> yeah, you you make sure that you're you're all set and ready to go. Nimbus Octavius, was there something you you had wanted to do? Uh, I would like to kiss ass. Perfect. You're all ready to to bid the minor. Like Lord. that's that's that is that is exactly like this is. <laughs> you see him like dust off his sack because not his sackcloth sackcloth clothing. Can I get this? Can I get this straight? So many You're different things that it could a be. Sack and kissing ass right now. Uh, why do you think sack. I took etiquette as a skill, homie? I'm gonna kiss Hold, every ass I see. Holding a flesh sack, kissing ass, bro. <laughs> No, 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 no. The flesh stack stays on the deck. And for the for the really perceptive of you, there may be a subtle nod between me and the flesh sack. But it's honestly, it's so subtle that you may have just imagined it. Maybe. Yeah. But the sack stays and appears to be just like a little bit more rigid than it was before. Not like a lot, like a little. Are you telling me your sack's in attention right now? I didn't say that. It's a taut sack. Put that on record. Turgid. God. Anyway, besides Dallas bragging about his stiff sack, what else do we have? To do? 
so be, because Nimbus Octavius, you did not uh, see anyone that uh, boarded the ship that looked like a, a minor lord. This comes as news to you. And you do straighten out your clothing, a potato sacky as it is, because this is some of the moment you've been waiting for. Woody, you are also aware that this is this is the moment you've been waiting for. You you came on this ship and you 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 had a name because you've you've met them before. You you've met them before as uh Onion begins to lead all of you uh to the first class uh, the one I need uh to boarding. You is the one I'm here to fuck fucking duel. Yeah. Uh that's so what a little what a little woodchuck badass oh what a guy you uh well it was a deep disrespect that you felt and and incurred you went there you you went to the the family the the house of failed ambitions and listen you're not gonna say this to anyone else but you kind of thought it was gonna be an easy easier gig than it was house of failed ambitions and everything like how good can they be failures in the name loser hell yeah i could be this you know turns out the uh sisters at least the clone that you fought uh the the sister proper lyra and her clone her her sister that is used as a dual clone um saipa saipa was the one that you ended up dueling with and you found it an egregious misstep that uh lyra wouldn't fight you herself that she instead sent out what was clearly an inferior duelist she beat your ass and absolutely destroyed you two weeks to tuesday but yeah but come on i can do this still inferior i can look it's it's because they were such a fucked up clone is why they won you know what i'm saying like <laughs> you disrespect me in your home now i need to go disrespect your home and you you know yeah yeah exactly uh attracts so so that that's what you've got in your mind uh as you all make your way uh to onion leads you to a uh, a large metal door gives it a knock or two and then you hear enter and onion opens up the door the uh three of you step inside it's it's first class quarters but it's the bean barge there's there's enough for it to be woody is as big as can make himself puffed up chest straight as an arrow straight as an arrow it looks like he's trying to like lean on his tail to give him more height yeah yeah so uh onion opens up the doorway and you are able to go to the uh second level of the deck uh, of the ship onto the lower deck which is for first class only you see one let me check around you see one woman sitting there in pretty utilitarian cloudling garb she's got a helmet on that is a skull cap with a small symbol of her family she's got armor that is really visually confusing it's it seems like it's fringe uh, some sort of tendrily type armor you can see her sort of turning her left shoulder to you and uh, angling her body in a in a way that is confusing for sure a person wouldn't sit like this normally how would you all with my uh, training and etiquette do i know why they're sitting like that um it isn't anything that you recognize as like okay and an an unspoken code of conduct it isn't like she sits like that and then you guys say the cheese from peru smells like right and that that's what i was saying is like if you give the left shoulder because it's a tuesday does that mean we've dishonored you in some way or no there you can't figure it you can't decipher that how would you guys like to react to the situation. Um, so I suppose first question, has Sunshine met this individual yet? Um, 
if Woody is aware of them because of you know past experiences, I'm I'm just trying to gauge. Yeah, you're trying you're you're trying to understand where where you fit in the universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? What am I supposed to say? Fuck you. I'm just trying to Fine. buy time while I burn. I'm gonna go hide in the corner. <laughs> um, where do I fit? There's no, I don't you. believe <laughs> I don't believe that you would know Sipa specifically you've done a fair amount of dealing within the cloudling cities and with some members of like the extended house but no one that is in direct line to the house of failed ambitions got it um in which case i would immediately walk forward and pay pay respects of like you know pay respects and safe travels what is custom like i want to just like reach out and like safe travels let me know if you need anything it is kind of open-ended tradition plenty of people do that as like my lord i hope you remain safe throughout this flight yeah. Some people will go so far as to have an elaborate like gift giving or show of physical like admiration, which that would be one that would be accepted. When you go to extend your hand as, as like a, a I need your hand, please. And usually people offer their dominant hand. Uh, you do notice that Saipa extends their left hand. Woody, that strikes you as odd. Why, why? Well, I mean, left hand isn't traditional, but like, is that is that why or like? Because Saipa did not duel with her left hand. She dueled with her right hand. Yo, all right. So Woody's going to try to like chill into the back a little bit. So I'm like one of the last to pay respects, if not the last. Okay. I was going to say, aren't there just three of us? There's Well, there's five? a couple people so i uh, just want to other wanna... other folks have uh have made their uh yeah. in which case when when sunshine would take saipa's hand second hand sandwich hand head nod i wish you safe travels my lady please let me know if i can be of assistance either on this journey or wherever you are going uh you now that you're like up close you can see you can see the tension inside inside jaw and as you give a, may you have safe travel and passage, my lord, you all feel the bean barge uh, give a jolt and sort of drop out of the air before her engines kick on and you are already in flight. Uh, continue though. Do they appear like tension filled as if like, okay, I guess first question. So are they, you said it's a woman and they're considered a lord. Mm-hmm. So it's not lady if it's woman, it's just always lord. Yes. Side note of semantics. Yeah. Good enough. Fabulous. In which case, I would have absolutely said that instead of what I said. Second question: Does the tension that they that she appears to have from like nervousness of flying, which would be kind of odd, but you know, I would like to pull out uh, the equivalent of a um, those peppermint candies. Oh, like the little swirly um, guys. Be- yeah. Um, because a uh, peppermint vertigo whatever and be like flying and having something to either chew or okay help with ear whatever like would just offer one of those as a as a like travel assistance for a nervous flyer of you know if if you have trouble flying here you go peppermint pockets loaded with them Perfect. not necessarily for sunshine for knowing that everybody else is um just assumes everybody else is not as a frequent a flyer good looking out there sunshine and then immediately back up 
not leave the room, but like stay in the room out of the way. Uh, as as you, you turn to to let uh, Nimbus Octavius and, and Woody take their, their turns, you turn and you notice that Onion has left you to uh, continue the greeting. Left me to continue the greeting? All of you. What do you mean? The group, right? Yeah, he, yeah. yeah uh, he is no longer directly uh, Got it. So me hovering is totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. Is is where we're going with this. Perfect. Okay, so clarification. <laughs> now in the room, it's just the minor noble and the people paying respects to the minor noble. Correct. The minor noble have any guards? No. Okay, it's good to know. Uh, For certain is, interested parties. Who's next to uh, greet the Lord as she she's still like very tense and she's giving off this like, all right, come on, fit, like hurry it up. Let's go. Like, who's next? Ah, impatient. Got it. So her name is uh, Saipa. Saipa? Yeah. Saipa. And Saipa is not the name of the clone. Or does a clone just take the name and say that they're a clone? You've studied Cloudling society you you would know that a, a clone does have their own separate name um okay. and i this is honestly for probably something a little bit down the line but i just want to know what i know as a character what i know as that's a what i'm trying to figure out like do you if you actually know is it the the names of these specific sisters um gotcha and I are there or what I know like and this is so from a, a character standpoint I would like to like run through the Rolodex and see if this specific like noble house has anything like that they value more than something else that maybe I would potentially have like a gift to hit a sweet spot or if okay there's like some sort of noble tradition to know like if somebody isn't yeah. who they say there are is that like a faux pas or is that like a serious offense or yeah 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 um so i'm definitely not gonna blackmail them for being a clone and saying that they're the actual noble that would be that would be rude no why would anyone do that that would be just That's crazy. Crazy. Or I certainly wouldn't help my little beaver homie that I know has a saber win the one-sided fight without a bodyguard to get in good with at least one noble in that room. As long um, as you don't let me know, look, the Marmota honorable. Nimbus <laughs> uh, Octavius is fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when you were like, does she have any guards? I was like, please, please don't attack first. Then I'll be like, touch my mark, you weasel. <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> so we're going to rule that you know that these lordling families are divided into houses uh, and that failed ambition is one of the lesser houses. Mm -hmm. It is still one of those it's kind of like a duke. Okay. They have to be a level of royalty and a level of affluence and privilege and money uh, enough to be able to afford to make the clones because it is a process. It's not like having, oh my god it's not like having twins is what i was gonna say <laughs> i'm so sorry if you're a twin <laughs> one of you isn't a clone you're real people all on your I, own i promise you're both valuable in your own yes, way agree. <laughs> don't say the opposite don't do it right now <laughs> yeah uh, especially because like you have to you have to keep it alive like it's a human being uh so it has yeah. to it requires a certain level of money you can tell by the armor and by the sort of by the way that she's presenting herself that Saipa is of that echelon that would have a clone and you okay. also know that families that can afford to have clones people don't travel without them it's it's a risk it's a huge hazard to not travel travel with your clone okay because what if someone starts dueling you and you have to fight for yourself yeah that would be wild and they don't sorry you have a question 
Uh, I mean, it's, it's more of a question I can just ask when I go up there. So I gotcha. Just... Uh, then Nimbus Octavius is gonna go up and do like mechanically the perfect bow for the situation. Just like whatever is expected in this situation. Yeah, he has studied and studied his big book of how to not look like a doofus in front of rich people and he fucking nails it he's so good at bowing holy shit i get it the book he's reading is fantasy how to win people and make friends that's got it i wish you would recognize that he definitely has more than one book but yes that is you have to have several copies that's correct. I mean, it goes without saying. But yeah, so he does his like absolutely textbook perfect bow. Like he definitely was not a mud farmer for his formative years. Uh, and then uh, grabs the left with the left so as not to offend or be brutish. Who would hold yeah. out their right hand to take someone's left hand? That's wild. Super mean. That's, yeah. God, what a, what a what boorish a- thing to do. Almost like you want to tell person. Yeah, it's almost like you're talking shit. Um, <laughs> and just cakes it on with, my lady, you're looking magnificent today. Thank you for allowing me on your vessel. I wish only the safest travels for us today and also best fortunes moving forward. May your house's ambitions never fail again. And then present a vial of uh, brown liquid this is locally sourced coffee i brewed it myself it's delicious and will hopefully make you attentive throughout the flight she uh accepts with her her left hand looks you uh in the eye and you realize it is taking like quite a lot of effort for her to really respond in any way without the bow now now that you can sort of make eye contact with her uh yeah you know all too well uh the gray white skin of someone who is bleeding out uh okay uh i'm gonna polite i'm gonna clock that i'm gonna know that now and i'm gonna politely step back while i double check my kit that i don't have anything to heal somebody because i don't think i have anything to heal somebody right now and uh woody you're the last one to greet yeah so real quick real quick before before you go in uh sunshine you're standing Mm -hmm. at the door yeah um i'm like a little bit away like a couple steps away from the door but like hovering back so i can observe her as her like odd behavior of like all right is this one of those times that someone is not gonna make it on this journey is this one of the times where someone is just nervous on this journey like who is this person that we're traveling with yeah type situation you're scanning the room to find this information Mm -hmm. okay general observation yeah it's you know focused on her i suppose you notice this as nimbus octavius is in the process of his bow uh you're looking around and scanning the room and you notice that the there's a there's a pile of bed sheets that are just sort of crumpled up over in, in in a corner and tossed aside and you can see that this bed sheet they're they're like a cream color they probably were white once but it's been a while except for the deep red splotches and it sort of hits all three of you at the same time you were really chalking what you were smelling up to the massive amount of rust that you had seen around the bean barge <laughs> but it dawns on you that you're in the midst of like this cloud of rotting blood i actually need everyone to make a reality check yeah i yeah, yeah on it what do you he has several several questions before he reacts in any way honestly and this reality <laughs> check is to see if you can react oh good 
Oh wait, low is good. Yeah. Low is good. Low is good. Low is good. Low is good. Yo, yo, my reality's fifteen. I got a fourteen. I got a. I was like the two these two teenagers because I don't know that we've actually stated that on record. Uh, Oh yeah. Doctor Doctor Woody and Sunshine are teenagers. You're freshly jellied eighteen year olds if you'd like to be. I swear I could be taller. You don't stop growing, okay? I got time. (laughs) I would disagree with you if I hadn't also grown two inches. See, the warden agrees with me. Nothing can stop me now. Okay, so Noah had a celebration, Dallas had a, had a celebration, and Trinity has not said anything yet. How's that life, Trinity? Oh, oh I rolled a 31. <laughs> On, what's what's reality? your... My reality is 26. <laughs> ah... That's so Yeah, we're starting though. this game real strong. Yeah, whoop, whoop. So, yeah, my reality's 15, so I was like, yeah. oh, all right, cool. I don't notice anything. <laughs> but then the dice blessed me. a damn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. I we can just keep rolling me. reality checks or speed checks. Those are really, those are what I'm going to need. Hear me out. I just need heart and fear checks. I specifically need you not to roll heart and fear checks. <laughs> uh, so I only need you to roll heart and do you remember what my fear is? No, yes. oh, was it? Oh, is it like 69? 69? Okay. I just got some nice- You're such a brave boy. You know, not to brag. <laughs> Sunshine. Yep. So you're a courier. Graham. That's, it's one of the more risky and, and more dangerous jobs that you can take up. No one really, no little kid dreams of being a courier. What's I've your seen fail, some shit. What's your failed dream as the smell of blood takes over and the first class observation deck fades from view? and you are temporarily suspended and shifted from your current reality and transmits I mean, on this failed dream. I think as far as like, so Sunshine doesn't, re- like, Sunshine's very much like, you know, life is what it is. We're living until we're not. Everything's, you know, fine until it isn't. Like, this is what it is. So I think, uh, like, shouldn't really have any, like, long-term dreams. I would say that more than, like, if... Uh, this dream would essentially be, you know, the bean bars is intact. Just, just the world better in current moment. Not, yeah, you know, it's, it's like not, e- not even the world as a whole, but like just the ship. Everything's still kind of, you know, crappy a little bit, but also the ship is now fine. And there is not blood everywhere yeah, because opposite end of the spectrum, it's either really bad or really good. And like in current moments, since it's leaning towards the bad, that's what she's, like, that's what they're going to dream is like, okay. all right, well, I guess now this is the opposite of what the positive of what it could be. So <laughs> the bean barge in one piece and, you know, being able to get to where they're going yeah. without incident is the short term yeah. goal there. Yeah. The smell of blood is replaced by like fresh lemonade. All of the blood really does just sort of evaporate as you let this better parallel reality sort of take over your mind for a moment and your eyes drift off and uh, look out one of the uh, circular porthole windows out towards the sky. Uh, and we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah, what's up? So 
I've, I've got, I guess I've got three questions that Woody okay. would need to know before he reacts a certain way. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's only her. There's no clones right now that we see, right? Correct. Uh, is she a clone? Do I think she might? Cloudling, Lordling families pay very good money to have the clones look nearly identical. Um, however, there is the... Uh, physical cost incurred by being the main dueler. You know from your last interaction with them that uh, Lyra is uh, clear-skinned, whereas Saipa is very well scarred, and in particular uh, has a large scar on her right forearm that you very specifically remember seeing uh, mere inches from your face. So you, you think if you could see her right arm, you might be able to confirm which one it is. Uh, and then my last question is, do I, 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 so I guess, do I see the same thing Dallas sees? Do do I believe that she may be severely injured right now? You do see her skin and it's it's very well grayed out. Uh, that's, that's just obvious. All right, then I will go up if I may greet them now. It's my turn. Uh, yes. I'll uh, I'll go up and do a very shallow bow with eye contact. Like I just move down a little bit and I hold yeah. eye contact. Uh, uh, I will say I hope for a safe journey for you and everyone else on this ship. And then I will take a little glove off. I, I'll not take my glove out yet. I'm gonna immediately but, uh, duel you now. No, no. Oh, I, everything's safe after I wreck your ship. I couldn't remember if I said that I put it on before, but I didn't, so I'm good. But if I did, I was going to put it away at this point because like, there's a lot going on. Uh, yeah. But I uh, will extend. Uh, does she extend? Uh, well, I guess I'll extend my hand, my right hand out. She goes to greet you with the left awkward. Then, then I will shake with Maintaining my right eye contact with you. Maintaining eye contact and say that damaged clone of yours used their right. I came here to take my honor back, but I feel like at this point it may be taking out the trash. I am a doctor. I'd be willing to help you just so I could fight you like at your prime. But I'm just going to be very blunt about like, hey, like I, I came here to fucking duel you, but like you're kind of a fucking mess. So if you need me to fucking help you, I guess I'll do that so I can fight you. You sloppy bitch. If you can tighten up. The tension uh, in her jaw, you, uh, Woody, you've had enough experience. You know the difference between when someone is clenching their jaw because they're angry or they're nervous and when they are in extreme pain you yeah. watch her jaw shift from extreme pain to a mix of pain and anger yeah uh, i came here to you but if you need me to pity you i can sunshine uh sort of lost in this parallel uh string of reality you take a few steps forward away from the door and as the current reality shifts back in into space you notice outside this isn't this isn't the flight pattern you should be taking you should be seeing certain floating monuments that you're well aware of by now this ship is not going to its intended city woody as you finish uh, extending a modicum of medical experience, the minor lord in front of you, her eyes flit up behind you. The door slams shut. And in almost a growl, through clenched teeth, she says, If you're looking for Lyra, you're a bit too late. And Nimbus Octavius, you sort of seeing all of this shift around you are really the only one that has your full physical bearings when something massive, you can tell by the way that the ship books, something massive just landed on the front of the ship. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Odd Venture. Your support helps this show and the independent creators that made it. The game you've been listening to is Cloud Empress, which can be found online at cloudempress.com. Special thanks to Worlds by Watt, the creator and publisher of the game setting. Our players are Trinity Noble Cameron as Sunshine, Noah Grossman as Woody C. Marmota, and Dallas McMurphy as Nimbus Octavius. Our game runner is Sarah Roselle. If you'd like to continue to support the show, keep listening, download an episode, and give it a like. Share it with a friend or foe. Thanks again.